What's up, y'all? It's Kavya. Welcome back to the 19th episode of Women on the Mic. Today, I'm so excited to talk to Teresa Plaisance of the WNBA's Connecticut Sun. Thank you so much, Teresa, for taking the time to talk to me today. Of course. Thank you for having me. I know, you know, how crazy everything is right now with the whole, you know, COVID situation and, you know, in the bubble. But speaking of the bubble, like, what's that experience been like? What's kind of been your day-to-day schedule? Um, I'm actually enjoying the bubble life. Um, my day-to-day schedule starts early. Um, I wake up early and I, I ride the bike. You can ride a, your bike around campus, so I do that. Nice. Um, and then I go get um, a PT workout in, and then I have breakfast, and then I'm weightlifting, and then um, they have different different time slots for practice, and mm-hmm. you either have the morning, afternoon, or night slot, and um, we have a practice, and then we get tested every day. And that's pretty much the life in the bubble, just basketball, eat, sleep, and getting tested. So. <laughs> What's the food like? Is it is it good? Is it, like, average? Um, I actually, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Um, they have a lot of different stuff every night. They come out with a different meal, and yeah. it's, it's, it's good food, yeah. Nice. So when you don't have practice, like, what kinds of things are you doing to keep yourself busy and, like, have some fun? Um... To be honest, this this bubble situation is very similar to what it's like overseas, mm-hmm. um, minus the uh, the fourth language. At least we can still speak English here. Yeah. So, um, in my free time, I hang out with teammates and yeah. read and TV or some TV shows and Netflix or whatever. Nice, nice. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to catching some games in the next few weeks. I know there's going to be a lot of games, you know, televised, which is super exciting. Yeah, I think um, I think our first game is going to be on ESPN this Sunday, so nice. it should be a really fun season to watch. Obviously, you know, a unique season, but definitely, definitely a fun season to watch. Yeah, and hopefully more people are going to tune in this year because, I mean, everyone's at home and all your games are on, you know, being broadcast on, like, ESPN, ABC, CBS, so it'll be awesome to see a lot of people tune in. It'll be so awesome. It would um, be great to see a high TV turnout, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's kind of like the positive side of this. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, backtracking Absolutely. a little, I kind of want to talk to you about, you know, your journey with sports and basketball specifically. So when did you mm-hmm. start playing basketball and, like, how did you, you get started with it? So my mom, for my whole entire life, my mom has been a um, either a high school head girls or women's basketball coach, and then... Um, Ever since I was like maybe three or something, my mom has been a collegiate head women's basketball coach. Mm. So basketball has kind of been my blood with my mom, but I've been playing ever since I was little. Um, and I never was forced to pick basketball, but it just so happened that I, I like basketball the most. I, I love playing all kinds of sports. I was the quarterback of my boys football team. I played volleyball. Wow. I played softball. I loved it. That's awesome. Um, and then as I got older, um, I had to like pick a sport that I wanted to be more serious about, and I just mm-hmm. enjoyed basketball the most. So. That's kind of how I grew up and how my journey to basketball started. What what made you like fall in love with the sport? Like even now, what's your favorite part about playing basketball? Um, my favorite part about playing basketball is I get to experience things in my life that I would never have been able to experience without basketball. Um, whether that is um, meeting people mm-hmm. across the world that I've never would have been able to meet if I didn't play basketball, or if it's my teammates that I just 
you know, build these strong relationships with, or just, you know, seeing places of the world that I've never seen, trying different foods, yeah. um, just indulging yourself in different cultures. Um, I really love that about basketball, and basketball has definitely blessed me with the opportunity to do all those things. Yeah, and like like you said, I think team sports is such a cool opportunity. Like even me playing volleyball, like I've learned so much. Whether that's like confidence, leadership, which I can carry on to every single thing I do in my life, whether that's like in the classroom in school or like you know even just being a good sister, things like that. Um, What do you think? You know, sports has you know taught you. Like, how has it helped you outside of the court? Like navigate situations outside of the course, whether that be confidence, leadership, tenacity, you know, things like that. Um, there's a multitude of things that carry over from basketball to the real world. And I think something that, you know, I learned in college was balance. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be able to balance your entire life on a schedule and being able to play basketball, go to school. And even now, not that I'm not in school anymore, I'm just playing basketball for a living. Being able to balance basketball with you know, your social life and resting and being able to do all these things yeah. while being able to compete at your highest and keeping yourself as healthy as possible. Yeah, totally. And you mentioned college. So, like, after high school, you went to LSU. Why did you Why you choose LSU? What made, What went in that decision? Um, there's a multitude of reasons that I chose LSU. Um, it's, a, it's a really great school. Mm-hmm. I really love my time there. Everything about the school, the passion, the pride, is just so great, and the legacy that LSU women's basketball had. Um, I just wanted to follow the most footsteps with Sylvia Fowles, and you know all the greats that I've gone through. Yeah. Um, um, and just you know being close to home, I'm from New Orleans, and being mm-hmm. close to my family was extremely important to me. So that also weighed into my decision to be close to my family. Do you have, like, a favorite memory from your, like, collegiate career at LSU? Are there, like, any games or moments with your teammates which kind of, like, stick out to you? Um, actually, yeah. My my junior year, we had seven healthy players. And wow. we beat Penn State to make it to the Sweet 16. And um, that was probably one of the most proud wow, moments of awesome. my, my collegiate career because everything was kind of stacked against us. and. Yeah. You know, it was a very overcoming moment. And, you know, it felt good to share that with your, your peers and your teammates and being able to share that memory. So. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, in college especially, like, you have a strong camaraderie and, you know, bond with your teammates because you're with them a lot. All the time. Absolutely. All the time. So what are some of the, you know, biggest things you learned from the program at LSU and your time there? Um... Yeah, I learned a lot at LSU. Um, you know, LSU is a very special place because it has a winning tradition. So you, uh, when you go to LSU, there's a pride that you feel. And, you know, when you go there, you don't want to be, you know, the group that, that lets that down. So mm-hmm. being able to learn how to um, carry yourself with, you know, the legacy and the pride of, you know, everyone that played before you and not letting those people down and not letting the program slip up and, mm-hmm. you know, all these things, just being a part of a winning legacy is just, I don't know, it's something that I'm going to carry with me. And, yeah. you know, as, as well as a multitude of, you know, daily life things that you just learn in college, grow, and you experience things and you, you learn from your coaches and your teammates and, 
know, all the class that you take. So college is a really great time. I really enjoyed my college experience. Um, are you, are you, so I'm, I'm going to my, college? I'm going to my senior year of high school, so, All right. yeah, so college is not too far away. <laughs> yeah, you definitely creep in anything, any way that you're leaving, you want to play, do you want to not play, do you want to, mm-hmm. obviously, like, whether it's at a varsity level or at a club level, I definitely want to continue playing volleyball in college, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> I think that's really great if you want to do club, if you want to play yeah. on whatever, like, whatever way you want to play, that's great. Yeah. Um, well, you know, after LSU, you were drafted by the Shock, which is, I guess, now the Dallas Wings. But how early in your basketball career did you know you wanted to go pro? Um, to be honest with you, I didn't even know I could play pro. Um, really? If you look at my my college career, I didn't really play my first two seasons, and so... I thought that, like, my time, um, you know, to play basketball was going to end with college. And then my second two years, I got an opportunity to step on the court and, uh, you know, yeah. prove myself. And, you know, it just worked out that way. But I didn't have, like, professional basketball in my class because my first couple of years, I wasn't really seeing my game going to pan out that way. Yeah, that's interesting because I think, you know, a lot of people, we um, see kind of their end results. We see, like, you know, you're playing for the Sun right now and you've, you know, been in the WNBA and we don't necessarily get to see all their journeys and, like, you know, the ups and downs. And so I was wondering, like, can you recall a time in your career, whether that be, you know, professionally or even before where, you know, you lack confidence or you were really down on yourself or you faced an obstacle or, like, an injury or something that kind of just, like, like, was a really big road bump for you and how'd you get over that um I mean there's been multiple times in my career where you lack confidence where you where you doubt yourself where you have all these things and the way you do it is just you play through it that, that's the way that I do um when I whenever I feel hard on myself I just get in the gym and you know I just put in the work and I know that everything is a process and if, if you go into a slump you work your way out of it if you get into a mind slump you work your way out of it so it's just all about just keeping your mind healthy, keeping your mind mm-hmm. positive, uh, self, uh, positive self-talk yeah. is really important. Um, I know it sounds funny to say that, but honestly, it really does help. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's, like, things that you win and your teammates for and things like that. So there's a, there's a lot of adversity, especially when it comes to injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, just being a being a team player and playing on a on a team sport and having to you know do a rehab with your ACL by yourself was challenging yeah. um just doing things in the team environment that you just had to do like the quarantine was difficult for us because we're used to being around each other all the time and mm-hmm. you know you're at a stay-at-home order by yourself so there's there's a lot of different things that as a I mean professional that you have to overcome and Mm-hmm. You, know, you just figure it out along the way. There's no, there's no book to it. You just kind of lean on people that you love, and they help you out, or you figure it out yourself. I know you mentioned like positive self-talk. Do you have like any other ways yeah. or methods which maybe you train your mind or you know get in a more positive and healthy mindset? Um, I was told that deep breathing works. So whenever I'm feeling like tense. Mm-hmm. I normally like to take three really deep breaths to kind of just relax my whole body. 
and a lot of times it helps relax my mind too. So deep breathing is another way that I, you know, yeah, kind definitely. of cope with tension, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Like I, I use that positive self-talk thing all the time. And I think like from a, if you don't really, if you've never really tried that before, it kind of seems weird, but then it actually really like helps. Like the way you talk to yourself is like super powerful actually. Absolutely. I, I had a conversation with um, one of my coaches one time and, you know, I, I'm probably my biggest critic. You know, people are hard on you. Coaches are hard on you. Mm-hmm. You expect things out of yourself. You set standards. Yeah. And my coach, I used to be really hard on myself. My coach was like, would you talk to one of your teammates like that if they were yeah. struggling one day? If they're shut uh, I would never talk to my teammate the way I talk to myself. And you know, that day I realized that I just need to be nicer to myself and stop being so critical and, you know, let things go. Yeah, that's such a great, like, question to ask yourself because – I know, like, some of my teammates, even myself, like, you know, we're really hard on ourselves. You have those standards, like you said, so that was, that positive self-talk is really going to help you out. Um, you know, coming back to the WNBA, there's just so much talent and amazing athletes and women you're surrounded by. What's it like to be a part of a league where, you know, you're surrounded by amazing women who, like, kill it on the court, but also, you know, are so powerful off the court as well? Um, I think that the WNBA is such a great because of the empowering women in our league. We, for so long, women in this league have just played for the love of the game. And, you know, we have yeah. CBA changes where people are getting paid a little bit more now. And people have just played through all the criticism, all the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the internet trolls, injuries. And, you know, we women don't necessarily always get the credit that they deserve. And I think just being a part of the WBA and the empowering women and everything, that we're doing for social injustice and yeah. the LBGTQ community and you know, just everything. We're very inclusive and that's what I love most about the WNBA. Yeah, I think, you know, so many people look up to the WNBA and even like right now with so many athletes speaking out against like injustice, like, you know, Maya Moore, she is amazing. Um, Tasha Cloud okay. and like all, all the amazing women were like speaking yeah. out. Um, but what do you want to show, you know, young girls or just, you know, people who are looking up to you? Like, what do you want to show them? What do you want people to learn from you guys? Um, I want little girls to look up to women in the WBA and, you know, see themselves in their shoes far too often, you know, women don't get the publicity and, mm-hmm. and little girls say, oh, who's your favorite player? And they say a guy, and that's great, like, I like guys, players too, but they was more out there so little girls can see themselves, see people that look like them yeah. on the court doing what they love to do at the highest level and being successful at it. So that's my hope for the young, the younger generation, that they grow to be strong women and keep this league thriving. Yeah, like one of the reasons I started this podcast is just kind of like started in my room, literally just talking to myself about like, you know, college basketball, because I love basketball, even though I've like never played, which everyone thinks I've played, but, um, <laughs> but one of the reasons yeah, I started this, this... <laughs> yeah, no, huge fan, <laughs> huge women's basketball fan, but you know, one of the reasons I started this is kind of just like to for people to listen and like hear stories about women like female athletes and women's sports that they might not have heard before because a lot of the media attention doesn't go towards women's sports so how do you think like what are steps you think you know either the media the league just everyone can take to like increase female visibility in sports like what are next steps you can take how can we like grow people who are watching this and appreciating the game i mean i just think it was a really great opportunity especially right now in in a pandemic to get women's basketball visible. Yeah. Because if you if you look around, 
and you see the people that really understand basketball, all the people that these internet trolls really value, like LeBron James, Steph Curry, mm-hmm. um, Giannis, like all these NBA players will like love the WNBA, watch yeah. the WNBA, show up to WNBA games. And when you have people that really love basketball and understand basketball showing up and can appreciate women's basketball, I think the people that are sitting behind a computer screen and have all these things to say about women's basketball really need to open their eyes and maybe yeah. check out what they're, what everybody's talking about because they're missing a really good game of basketball, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but as far as like getting us out there, um, just spreading the word, I think far too often people don't even know about the you know, WBA teams and just being as relevant as possible, getting more publicity, getting more commercials, getting more whatever it is yeah. to get our product out there because we have a great product. Yeah, definitely. I think one of the most, like, the coolest moments, my friend and I, we went to an Oregon-Stanford women's basketball game, and it was completely packed. We, like, it took us so long to get in, we almost missed the first quarter, and then on the on the court side, you see Steph Curry and his wife, you see Russell Wilson and his wife, yeah. you see, like, a lot of Warriors players, because, you know, we live in the Bay, and then, um, which is incredible to see that amount of support for, you know, these amazing uh, female Absolutely. athletes, so... That was just, like, so awesome to just be there and be in that environment and see so much support. So, and I'm so excited to watch, you know, Sabrina to ball out this year. So, I think, you know, this draft class is super cool, and they're definitely, like, bringing a lot of visibility to the game. So, that's super exciting. Yeah, I think it's going to be a special year, and, you know, the rookies that are coming, they're going to have a very unique rookie year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish all of them the best. And I really hope that everybody can stay healthy in the bubble. And yeah. you know we all make it out one piece. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, last thing, we kind of touched on it earlier, but like, you know, the athletes and the fight against injustice. And I met, you mentioned like, you know, them mm-hmm. speaking out about, about the Black Lives Matter movement, LGBTQ, yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but why do you think athletes are always, you know, at the forefront of these movements? Like, how does... How does team sports kind of like teach you to be a leader and you know speak out for change? I think you know during a time like like what America's going through right now, there needs to be people that speak up, people that look like me that need to speak up and say what's right because for far too long, all these incidents with police brutality and social injustice have happened. And we speak about when it happens and it slowly yeah like a trickles trend. away, and then something else happens and it slowly trickles away. So mm-hmm. I think. We need to keep this conversation relevant, mm-hmm. keep it in the know, keep posting about it, keep you know doing everything that we can until we don't need to speak about it anymore, until change happens and we don't yeah. need to speak anymore. I need to stay relevant. And I'm just so proud to be in a league that is so for um, supporting this yeah. and the movement and everything that comes with it because, you know, all lives don't matter until black lives matter. And, sure. you know, yeah. our league is... Uh, 80% plus of um, black women, strong black women, intelligent, like beyond skilled black women. And Mm -hmm. the league does a really great job of, you know, getting these women, their stories out there. And I know the Connecticut Sun have done a lot with that as well. So um, I'm proud to be a part of organizations as well as the league that is so inclusive and that is so supportive of, you know, the black community and Black Lives Matter. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's just, it's so inspiring to see all these amazing athletes and amazing women just speak out and be, you know, at the forefront of this um, movement, which is so awesome. But before I finish, I want to ask you a fun question. Um, what is, okay. what does your pregame playlist look like? Like, what artists you have in there? What like, songs? Like, 
Um, I like a bunch of stuff. I really like hip hop and rap a lot. Mm-hmm. So I listen to um, Dre, mm-hmm. um, Young Boy, um, Saint John. He's pretty good. I like a nice upbeat playlist. Yeah. When I'm warming up. Nice, nice. Um, okay, so last question, but firstly, I want to thank you so much for taking the time and talking to me today. I love talking to you and learning from you, and I'm so excited to catch some games this season on TV. Absolutely, and I'm so glad that you had me, and I'm glad that we finally worked out a I know, yeah. <laughs> now we fit it in, we fit it in. Um, but the last question I want to ask you is, what do you think is the most important thing that we should be teaching young women and young girls today? Um... I think the most important thing that we need to be teaching young women is to be unapologetically themselves. Um, You know, little girls need to grow up feeling like they are superior. They have strength. They have a voice. They have, you know, everything that they need, um, confidence. And just instilling that in young girls is going to be so important for our future because I feel like this is a time for women and we need to be making our push. And, you know, it starts with us, but it really trickles on to the next generation. So just being our, doing our best to empower young girls to, you know, be powerful to, you know, to not back down, to speak up and out against, you know, things that they they feel deserving. So um, I think that's probably the most I love that. Thank you so much again for taking the time. I know like how crazy your bubble situation is, but you know, it really means a lot. Uh, Of course. It's no problem and I'm glad we worked it out. Thank you so much.